Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Adam Danger. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the Lightning's upcoming playoff uh, matchup in the semifinals. The Lightning clinched the series this week, as we all know, against the Carolina Hurricanes, and they'll be taking on the New York Islanders for the second year in a row in the semifinals, or I, I guess, you know, they're not... they're. I don't know what we're calling them this year. They're they're normally the Eastern Conference Finals, but now they're the Conference Finals. I don't know what the the, the NHL has some weird name for it, but I'm going to be calling them the Eastern Conference Finals, even though on the other side of things we got the Montreal Canadiens playing the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, but first, let's talk about today's presenting sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week. We'll, we'll be doing live shows on the Locker Room app. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. Alrighty, so as we all know by now, Tampa Bay Lightning will be taking on the New York Islanders in a rematch of last year's conference finals. Uh, first of all, going back to the whole... Uh, Hurricanes uh, series that just concluded, which the Lightning won two nothing in Game Five off of an Andre Vasilevsky shutout. What an incredible series! Um, even though the Lightning did win that series four one, Hurricanes played well. They played very well. I think they're a team that they are a goaltender. I mean, right now, I mean. They they need they need goaltending and that's what it's come down to throughout this entire playoffs and which is pretty much the 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 fi- defining factor in every playoff series is goaltending. We saw it in this series, we saw it in the last series against the Florida Panthers. Um, the other the other teams didn't really have consistent goaltending. You know, you had kind of a revolving door of goaltenders uh, in both series for the Panthers and the Hurricanes. Um, and it just so happens that the Lightning also have the best goaltender in the world, so that also helps. But that's going to be interesting to see in this series as well, as the Islanders have also had their share of goaltending. I wouldn't say controversy. I think it's a little bit of a strong word, but I think what it comes down to is that, you know, can Varlamov be the guy? for the New York Islanders because we've seen certain situations. If you've been keeping an eye on other teams throughout the playoffs, uh, other than lightning is, you know, really they have a, they have a young goaltender called Ilya Sororkin who is pretty talented, who's probably going to be the guy there for the next 10, 15 years. Well, he's slotted to be, but so far he hasn't been, you know, consistent. Um, so I, I, I think, uh, Barry Trotz, who, was the coach last year for this Islanders team. I think he he has no problem. And we saw it in last year's series too that he has no problem changing out Varlamov and switching things up in net if he needs to. So I think that's what obviously will be the key in this series. I think that Point, Kucherov, and Stamkos are going to be the defining factors as well as Hedman on the back end. Uh Hedman's playing with an injury. Looks like he's probably going to be, you know, he's going to have surgery as soon as the playoffs conclude, uh, whether that be this series or when the Lightning 
are in the Stanley Cup Finals, what win or lose, he's going to get surgery, and he might be out for a while. Uh, he started playing a little bit better in the last series against Hurricanes, but um, you could still see there there's something still slowing him down. It's most likely a leg injury, uh, something with his leg. I would imagine probably in the in maybe the quad or the hip. Uh, anything else, I would probably have to imagine that he wouldn't be able to skate. But then again, he's one of the toughest guys in the league. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place today, but. You know, just to finish up my little thought about the Hurricanes is that they're a very good team. I think they're they need a score. They need a probably a a, a third line score or maybe another winger, whether it's on that fourth line or just somebody who else who, who could score on that team as well as whether it's Pete Mrazek or Alex Nindelkovic, who had a great season, one of the Calder Trophy finalists. Uh, if he could start to, you know, if he could continue to progress as his career goes uh, and be that guy who they could rely on, um, then they could take that next step. But in the meantime, um, obviously the the Lightning's offense and with Vasilevsky and Net was too much for them. So uh, they had the 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 uh, the upper hand in that series. Uh, as for this series, same story. I don't I don't. Semyon Varlamov does not scare me, and I hate to. And I know that might that might not that might worry a lot of Lightning fans who are regular listeners of this podcast. Because as you guys know, I like to play more on the hope for the best, expect the worst uh, side of the fence when it comes to the playoffs, when it comes to opponents for the Lightning. But this year, I'm a little cocky. Because the Lightning are a lot of a lot of teams and a lot of fans are sleeping on the Lightning. They have been throughout this entire playoffs, uh, whether it's been through the Panthers series, whether it was through the Hurricanes series, and even now. Now, as for some of you also know that I also live up in New York, so I am in the thick of it. I'll probably be going to one of the Lightning games up here. Uh, I think that will. I think that. Game four would probably be the most likely one. Uh, maybe game three, who knows? Um, but a lot of a lot of Islander fans don't think the Lightning are as good as they are. And if you guys know any Islander fans down there, tell them that at the end of the day, the Lightning are the scariest team in the National Hockey League right now, without a doubt. Because the team, and I've said it multiple times since then, since the season concluded, since the play, they, they are not the same team that we saw during the regular season. Obviously, they, they missed significant time with Steven Stamkos, as well as not having Nikita Kucherov for the majority of the season. Well, the whole season, actually. So... This is a scary good team, and and a lot of people don't realize that. Now, the hardcore, hardcore hockey people, you know, there are some of you out there that are listeners to the show, know how good this team is, and, and they don't they don't realize how scary of a thing it is that the Lightning finished where they did in the standings, basically with Andre Vasilevsky, Victor Hedman, and a supporting cast of players. 
uh, you know, not to take anything away from those guys. Those guys are great, but, you know, if you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, you're not really thinking about the top guys and Yanni Gordon. Now, Lightning fans are because, obviously, you guys watch the team way more than some of the hockey fans that that are fans of other teams. But you're not thinking of Yanni Gord. You're not thinking of Anthony Sorelli. You don't think of Blake Coleman. Maybe double fans do. <laughs> um, but that's scary to think about that. You, you finished where you did in the standings solely on your depth. And that's something to really think about, about how really good this team is. Um, so this, the lightning team, I, I, I'll, I'll finish it. I'll finish, uh, my, my thoughts on that in the second segment of the show, but really, uh, if you're an Islander fan, which if you're listening to this podcast, welcome, you should be worried about the, the, the upcoming, uh, matchup again against Tampa Bay Lightning. So let's talk about one of today's sponsors and that is Wealthfront. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes, no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you could get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com backslash locked on NHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com backslash locked on NHL. Go to wealthfront.com backslash locked on NHL and get started today. All right, and we are back from the break to for the second half of the show to discuss the upcoming matchup between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders, like I stated at the top of the show. Do we refer this as the Eastern Conference Finals? I'm just going to refer to it just because of habit. I I, I guess they're calling it the, the, the semifinals or whatever the case may be, but it doesn't matter. Um, fact of the matter is that the Lightning are four wins away from getting back to the Stanley Cup Finals. Will be the first team to do that since the 2016-2017 Pittsburgh Penguins, in which they won those back-to-back cups. Uh, that's that's you know that's something to pre- be pretty th- proud about. I would say you know given everything that's happened over the last couple of years, I think ever since 2015, uh, this is you know the Lightning have always had the team. They just have had to really grow into that role of being the top dog and really take their play up a certain notch. But, you know, first they got to get through the New York Islanders who really, you know, like I stated at the top of the show, usually I like to play the role of hope for the best and expect the worst on this show. But the Lightning are in a different boat this year. They they are the top dog. They are the defending champs. And they have been playing outstanding hockey against two very tough opponents in the Florida Panthers and, of course, most notably and recently, the Carolina Hurricanes, who won the division. Now, at the beginning of the season, without really knowing how how the frequency of the schedule and just playing the same amount of teams over and over again would affect you know, the outcome of teams not only in the division – but across the NHL, 
I fully expect it now. If you've been a listener since the beginning of the season, you know that I fully expect that this team to not only win the division, but take the division convincingly. And of course that didn't happen. Lightning finished in third place. Uh, actually, yeah, third place. I'm all over the place today, people. So just bear with me. Um, and, uh, Obviously, you know, that that kind of I don't mind that as much. I don't look at it at it as a failure just because of all the injuries the Lightning had, just because of the frequency of the schedule, because of course, you know, if you play a team X amount of times throughout the season, you're gonna you're gonna find out their weaknesses a lot faster, you're gonna be able to find out their tendencies a lot faster. Um and we saw that most notably with the Detroit Red Wings uh, when the Lightning ran into them and got embarrassed on national television, which, by the way, I'm not over. That was a disgusting game. Granted, Christopher Gibson was in net, had his first NHL start in net, and just didn't look good. Um, but anyway, so if you look at the stats of these two teams, Lightning lead, are they have the top goal differential throughout this entire playoffs leading all teams uh by 12 and the islanders are 10 plus 10 in goal differential lightning are eight and three through 11 games and the islanders have played one more but still eight and four now in terms of total goals scored the islanders have 43 where the lightning have 38 and where we go to goals allowed uh, let me just fix this real quick. I'm, I'm looking at the stats. If you want to follow along on Hockey Reference, uh, one of my go-to places for hockey stats, the Lightning have allowed 26 goals, whereas the Islanders have allowed seven more in 33. What it comes down to is that these teams aren't that much different than each other in terms of stats, but if you look at the depth, the Islanders aren't in the same boat. That's just what it comes down to, top to bottom. Um, you got, you got, and I'm going to break it down real simple for you guys, real quickly. Um, because really, right now, until, you know, we're going to try and do a crossover episode with Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders at some point, hopefully in the coming days. What it comes down to is the Islanders don't have, they haven't really had that. They don't, they don't have a go-to guy in net. And, you know, in today's NHL, where usually teams rely on the two-goalie system, that's not reliable in the playoffs. That's not something you could win a championship on. We haven't seen it yet. And if, 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 you're, if you're doubting me, look at the past couple of champions. Where have we seen a team rely solely on two goalies? You know, the Lightning, Vasilevsky. Even when the Capitals won back in the day, that was Braden Hopi. There's always one goaltender who sticks out because he's normally playing all the goal, uh, all the games. That's what it comes down to. I don't believe, you know, a lot of people in the analytical world, which <clears throat> in the future we will get into the analytics. I think that's a segment for a different week during the offseason because we could devote a whole week to that. But... You know, a lot of people who are big on hockey analytics, which, you know, I, I, I agree with some of it. They are big on the two goalie system. It has to do, I guess, with the fact that, you know, teams aren't 
able to face the same goaltender over and over and over again. And they can't get, you know, used to the goaltender's tendencies and all that. Um, or, or it's just having a fresh body out there. or You know, and, and the numbers show it, that it is successful. But guess what? In the playoffs, that's not what it's about. It's about a goaltender getting hot. And that's what it comes down to. You have to ride the goaltender who got you there. You know, if, if for example... This in a hypothetical world, if John Cooper had a two goalie system between Curtis McElhenney and Andre Vasilevsky, um, and Vasilevsky goes out there and has a bad game, like we saw in in a couple of games in in this past series and in the Florida series, and then he has Curtis McElhenney next game, we saw it against we saw it in the Florida series and the Hurricane series where they did that and it didn't work out for them. We saw it well. They actually in the Florida series, they had three goaltenders playing that series. Uh, Joel Quinville, who is a Jack Adams finalist uh, for Coach of the Year, had three goaltenders, and he he just was trying anybody out there. And yes, he he won a cup like that in his last year, I believe, the last cup that they won in Chicago. But I think that also has to do with the fact that, I mean, that was a whole different situation. We're not even going to get into that as to how he won a cup like that. He also had a great team around him. Um, maybe you could get away with that. The argument can be made that you could get away with that. But back to the Islanders, they're not that team. They've been their their top leaders. You know, one of their best players throughout this entire Stanley Cup run has been Kyle Palmieri. Now, that's not taking anything away from Kyle Palmieri. Kyle Palmieri is a very good player. He... He would, he would make a very, very good uh, top six forward on any team, but that's that's not that's not on that's not going to work in the playoffs against one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NHL right now because the Colorado Avalanche <clears throat> got knocked out last night and you know they're out of it. so you know uh, which was a shock. I was I'm pretty shocked to be honest. So if we're looking at the Islanders uh, playoff stats, uh, you know, the top point getters are Jean-Gabriel Pajot, who they made the trade for last year, who has been their top player throughout this entire playoff run. He's a good player, um, but he's not going to win a series for you. Brock Nelson, very good player. Kyle Palmieri, who's been clutch for them. You know, they have a number of guys who could do it, who who could kind of go out there and put, you know, put numbers on the stat sheet. Uh, but you have to remember who they were playing against. They weren't playing against the the Tampa Bay Lightning. And that's what it comes down to, is that can they go out there and not only play against some of these good teams? I mean, some of these good players that the Lightning have. Because the Lightning have depth from line one all the way down to the third line defenseman. And if you look at the teams that the Islanders have played. Also, they have to go up against Andre Vasilevsky, who is just tunnel vision, Terminator looking Andre Vasilevsky. If you're if you are just listening to the show for the first time, go ahead and listen back to some of the other episodes, uh, and you'll you understand what I'm talking about when I call him the Terminator. So, I mean, if you look at these teams that the Islanders have had to face, the Penguins, goaltending situation isn't ideal there in Pittsburgh. You look at the Bruins. Bruins just didn't have their top players perform in that series. Also, you got to tip your cap to the Islanders. Islanders played very well in that series. 
but you're going from a welterweight weight class all the way up to the super heavyweight by going from Boston to Tampa. And because last season, I look at it this way, and I guess we can end the show like this, is that last season I stated that if the Lightning could just get by the Bruins, there's nobody else out there in the field that could beat them. And I feel that way. I felt that way this year about the Hurricanes. If they could just get by the Hurricanes, I don't believe there was anybody out there who could beat them. And you look at this Islanders team, they're good. They're talented, like I've stated multiple times throughout this entire episode. But they're just not on the same level until they prove themselves otherwise. Now, they might steal one in the first two games, which I fully expect them to do. But I also wouldn't be shocked if the Lightning go out there and win in five games. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Am I predicting that right now? No, I'm not. Maybe on tomorrow's episode I will. But when it comes down to it, I don't see the Islanders as good as the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, from top to bottom. Uh, maybe tomorrow we'll get a, a crossover episode out. And then on the other side of things, you know, you know, tomorrow on the episode, Maybe on a crossover episode with Gil Martin, maybe my my thoughts will change with that once Gil and I sit down and talk about things. But just to kind of maybe summarize a little bit what's been going on the Western side of things, I don't even know what you call it. I mean, I've just been looking at this as West versus East, but that clearly isn't the, 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 the case here, obviously, with the fact that now you have all the Canadian teams on the other side of the bracket and the Lightning, if they do make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, they could be possibly be playing the Montreal Canadiens who are on fire. Um, so, but I don't know how that's going to, I don't know if they could get by goal, uh, by uh, Vegas. Vegas is a very good team from Mark Stone's been playing his butt off. They have a great goaltender and Mark, Mark Andre Fleury. I you know it's, you know, it's weird. And, and I've been trying not to talk about this as much as possible is that, on this show, the last couple of series, especially when the Lightning have been showing that they've been on leagues better than the team they've been playing against, outclassing the other team. I've been hinting at it a little bit, and I, not to really jump the gun, but it might be time, especially if the Lightning get up off to a 2 nothing lead in this upcoming series against the Islanders, it might be time to start discussing or having the conversation if the Lightning can repeat, which right now all signs tell us that, yes, they can. But And a large part of that has to do with the way 88 has been playing, who I 100% think if the Lightning do end up repeating, he will win the Conn Smythe. I'm, I'm actually very interested and curious, you know, as I, as I sit here and discuss this out loud with you all, is what kind of matchup, each of those teams on the other side of the bracket would be like golden. Uh, I don't know why I keep calling the golden Knights golden state, but Vegas and Montreal, especially, you know, that, that Vasilevsky, Andre Fleury, um, Mark Andre Fleury matchup, because you have kind of, that would be a good storyline to see just because you have someone who is going to be a sure hall of famer, who has won it three times already, who has been one of the best goaltenders in the league for a long time now. And then on the other side of that, you have a goaltender who is 
now c- cementing himself, if he hasn't already, as the best goaltender of his generation, which I think he is. You know, that might be a little bit biased, but that would be an interesting story, and I think the NHL would love to see that. But on the other side of that, you also have the Montreal Canadiens with Carey Price, who has had a resurgence in his career, who has taken a lot of crap from people for having a huge contract, not really being a productive player, and then all of a sudden the last year year or so has really turned it back on and we're seeing the carry price of old. And now he's looking for to be that, that legendary goaltender because, yes, he has been very great over his career, but he's four wins of way, as he was a couple of years back, to getting to the Stanley Cup Finals, and we might have ourselves the first uh, Canadian Stanley Cup team uh, to play in the finals in quite some time. Quite honestly, without trying to get a- ahead of ourselves, I really don't want to have that series, Montreal-Tampa, just because just the I would rather just, you know, with everything with COVID and, you know, everything, and maybe this is just me being paranoid, I would prefer the Lightning to stay in the United States and play against Vegas. And that would be interesting to have those two markets involved, especially with fans and the way the fan bases are, especially there in Tampa and Emily, and then going back and forth between that and to the Strip at the T-Mobile Arena. So we'll end the show discussing that uh, a little bit. You know, obviously, we still have four games that need to be won uh, against the Islanders. But first, let's Let's let lastly, actually, let's talk about our last sponsor on the show, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. They got nine amazing flavors. They're coming out with new ones all the time. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or that mint brownie or whatever you like. My favorite is the peanut butter brownie. I also like their double chocolate. They're always coming out with these great flavors. They also have a a cheesecake one that is insanely good. So whether you're trying to look into, trying to get back into the the workout mode at the gym, looking for something to eat before or after, or you just want something as a meal substitute, this is something that you need to get right now. You could order the mix box with two of every flavor, or you could specialize and customize your boxes whichever way you like with whatever flavor you like. So go to BuiltBart.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 50% off at BuiltBart.com. All right, time to wrap things up today on today's show. Uh, you know, super excited for this, uh, kind of the calm before the storms type situation with the the Lightning and the Islanders. Uh, I'm sure Islander fans are chomping at the bit for this game to start on Sunday. 3 o'clock start at Amelie in Tampa. Um, like I stated before on the show, I don't think Islander fans realize how good Tampa is this year. I think, I think we could agree that... Tampa Bay Lightning are probably a lot better this season. You have a healthy Stamkos. You have a fully healthy and energized Nikita Kucherov. Andre Vasilevsky has gotten better, <laughs> which is scary for any opposing team to even think about. So I, I'm expecting, you know, if I had to lay down one of my legendary predictions for this playoffs, which I have been, and I, I don't try to, I don't want to 
toot my own horn here, but I've been right pretty much every time I've laid down a prediction. And, and all of you, uh, some of you have been reaching out to me on Twitter telling me so, and, and I appreciate the feedback from you guys. Please go ahead uh, to our social media pages. Follow us. You know, you could tweet to, to the pages or you could tweet to me. Follow us on our Twitter account at LO underscore lightning. Follow us on Instagram at locked on underscore lightning. Give me a follow at D eight and K Y D no, it's D E N K Y D eight and K. I can't believe I don't even know my own Twitter handle, but there you go. Uh, some of you have been messaging me or just tweeting directly at me about the predictions that I've been saying on the show. And I appreciate the feedback from you guys. Love to hear back from you listeners as well. Um, so go ahead and do that. So my prediction for this series is that I know the Islanders are going to be feisty hundred percent. They're going to come out swinging, especially in the first two games. If they win one, they're going to make a series out of this. If they drop games one and two, especially if you're going back to Amelie, I mean, if especially no, you, especially if you're starting those two games out at Amelie, I think, uh, I think the Lightning have a very, I would probably see an 89% chance of taking games one and two. Um, I don't think the Islanders have dealt with a crowd just yet like uh, Bolts Nation. So that's something, if you guys are going to the game, I you know I will definitely try to make as much noise when I go to the games up here at the Coliseum on the island. I want you guys to be making a ton of noise out there at Emily, uh, you know, making a, make a little extra noise and tell everybody at the game to go listen to the next post game recap or show on locked on lightning, you know, promote the show a little bit for you guy. Uh, so go ahead and do that. But yeah, I, I fully expect this, this series to go five, even if, you know, if the Islanders start out slow, I think the lightning could sweep. So I guess that's my loose prediction is lightning in five, possibly sooner in four. So definitely go ahead and follow us. And, you know, wherever you listen to us, please go ahead, wherever you're able to give us a like and review. Uh, Go ahead and download and subscribe as well. And turn on those notifications if if you listen to us on an app-based site. So once an episode drops, you'll be notified as soon as possible. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Decker. I'll talk to you in the next one.